Is video and messaging something you struggle with? Want to maximize your return on investment with video to gain real inquiries before you have to pay for ads? Well, stay tuned as our guest today has some really interesting tips, advice, and so much more. Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Phil Twyford, the curly marketer, social media strategist. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media, or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Happy New Year, Emer, or belated Happy New Year. It's our very first Friday back. I know, I can't believe that. Uh, it's great to be back, Mr. T. Did you have a nice break and New Year? I did. It does feel like a um, a distant memory, but I did spend the Christmas in the reindeer sweater, the Christmas PJs for most of the halls. So I, I was a bit like Tom Hanks. Remember in the movie Big, you know, a big kid, you know, going out on my PJs and my... Sure, what's, uh, what else is New Year's? <laughs> That's very true, actually. I am just, uh, yeah, you got me there. Yeah. Uh, was that was too much information. Uh, well, I took a leaf out of Peter Connolly's book. You remember we had him on the show back there and it went back out on Christmas Eve. Yes. He had some great advice about having a digital detox. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely something that everything should uh, should do, you know, is kind of take a break mm. from social and from, from tech because I think your brain does get a bit fried, you know, and get out and get more fresh air, you know, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I know, I know, Weimar, that you were over the Christmas missing my jokes, though I am sure the way I miss your amazing insights um, was also the same. So have you any golden nuggets to give us? I think you say golden chicken nuggets are the way you're trying to describe it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, no. yes, well, this is your favorite part of the show. And yes, I do have some nuggets. Uh, yes, of course, it is. Emer's experience is the good, the bad and the ugly. Tips, questions and even the odd quiz. So today I have something that might help with motivation because January is a bit of a struggling month, isn't it? Even, yeah. even worse, you know, with everything that's going on. And of course, the phrase the January blues. So even if you can keep yourself seeing after hearing the digital giggle, you're doing well. But in the meantime, I would suggest people like go over and have a look at happierhuman.com. Get it? Happier jokes, human. Uh, yep. Uh. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> for happier human jokes. So anyway, uh, they have 13 best daily positive affirmation apps for 2022. Now that's a mouthful, yep. but I like to couple starting with one, which was called Grateful, uh, which provides you with daily prompts like what made your smile today? What made today a good day? You know, things like that, which sometimes actually isn't a bad thing to yeah, take note of, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, so anyway, uh, and the second one is I am. So the goal of this is to help you rewire your brain. I don't even know where my brain is and change negative thoughts into positive ones. So it aims to boost your confidence, self-esteem by affirming your dreams and ambitions. Yeah, to have like a box of Christmas crackers with all that Yay. kind of fun stuff, like you always say. I can see your brain up there behind in the shelf. Can you? <laughs> yeah. well, you can point it in my direction, let me know. So anyway, in the end, it helps you believe in yourself and realize that you are capable of so much more. Da -da -da -da. Well, actually, when it does come to digital comedy, I do believe in myself and know exactly what I'm capable of. No, Emer, I know you're thinking of tumbleweed, but deep down, I know you love when I say it's time for no, it's not. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. It's the digital giggle. Red alert! Red alert! Oh, please, I need to go off and get an, an affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I am. I am. I am, go I am in I trouble. Am. I am in trouble. 
one. Well, I'm sure you'll agree. One resolution all marketers should make in 2022 is to invest in proper password security. And speaking of passwords, Emer, mm-hmm. do you know why you should never use beef stew as your password? You know, I'm not good in the kitchen, but anyway, no, I don't know. Why? Why? It's not strong enough. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I'm not going there. Uh, <laughs> you must have spent too much time in those jammies in the kitchen. But anyway, I was stirring in my brain that one. <laughs> You're stirring this something, I tell you. <laughs> if you find today's joke, there's supposed to be social media. Anyway, engaging and with more of them, you are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping onto the Let's Get Social podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. So, if I always say, speed through the first three minutes and you'd be grand. Or as I always say, these are gold. Oh, Download right. them and put them in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully our, our hopefully our guest hasn't made a New Year's resolution to exit stage left after that joke, because we're delighted to be joined today by Crawher McLaughlin, who is the communications whiz behind StreamFox. He spent 15 years working about communications and multimedia with some of the biggest brands and broadcasters on the planet. And when he's not looking after clients' projects, he's usually somewhere quietly thinking of new ways to keep audiences engaged and getting clients ready to engage them. So without further ado, welcome to Let's Get Social, Crawher McLaughlin. Thanks very much, Philip. How are you? Good, good. You're, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Holidays booked. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I don't know after that particular... Uh, you might be going on a long holiday, Crower, I'll tell you. Actually... It's the most searched thing globally on the first Friday and second Monday of any new year is um, when can I go on holidays and where? I keep yeah. saying, where's the door? But anyway, um, I was going to say, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, how was the digital gig for you? Have you any tips for Mr. T when it comes to engaging people rather than making them go sleep? <laughs> I think just raise the pitch of your voice. I think you hammered that one home, but just own it, <laughs> Philip. Come on. It's Sorry. Maybe get one of those school car horns. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know what I'd Al, like to our producers, listen, just, we need a car horn, Al. That's it. I'm, I'm here all week. Oh. Oh, but, the... Well, listen, it is great to have you with us, Crawler. Um, you. You um, I suppose really for our listeners who may not be aware of you or what, what you do, would you be able to share with us how it all began for you and the world of media? Okay, so... Um... Where did it begin? I was one of those feckless teenagers wandering around secondary school, not quite wanted to do yeah. with me life. So I did a very generic, general kind of leaving cert with, mm. I think I, I jacked chemistry after transition year and went to history. I kept French. I did geography and I did economics because, by God, I was not getting pigeonholed at that. <laughs> um, and it kind of came to a point where, I, you know, look, at you're sitting doing CAO forms or whatever, there was a brand new degree in multimedia in DCU. Yeah. I thought, oh, what's that? And a little bit of digging mm-hmm. and asking around because there was no Google. I'm showing oh, the yeah. age now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no iPhones, nothing, yeah. You'd go to the careers teacher, you know, what is multimedia? And they'd say, do you know what communications is? And you'd look them right in the eye and you said, no. Um, <laughs> you're a teenager yeah. and they'd say look it's like that but it's the sort of what it turned out to be was it's the it's the nuts and bolts of communications it's the um mm-hmm. you know it it, it is the coding etc for every tv presenter out there there mm-hmm. has to be someone on graphics there has to be a cameraman there has to be 
potentially someone scripting for them, etc. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of the it's the technical ones, I suppose. And I would have had a lot of instincts, etc., that would have led me down the communications road. But I just went, you know what? I think the world's littered with the carcasses of failed presenters. Mm-hmm. But there's probably always going to be work in the tech side. So that's the road I went down in DCU. I'm starting to get a bit worried, Philip, you know. <laughs> Presenters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, can feel, I can hear the time, the sounds of time. Yeah. Away. Oh, yeah. They don't take that. No, they fall. I don't know. But um, I was going to say to you, uh, when it comes to, because you're, you're great, you go on video a lot, um, Krahar, and um, I was going to ask you, you know, from a, small businesses person like you know say myself the nervous video gal um why should small businesses use video and what benefits because you know you're as i say you're you're exceptionally good you got out there and you're no holds barred you go for it and uh, you know not everybody's like that so you know what what should kind of nudge them that direction and, and get them more motivated say Holds barred, you know, drawing an analogy between what I do and kid fighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, why should businesses use video? That's a question I get quite a lot because I think okay. everybody sort of instinctively knows they should use it. Mm-hmm. I kind of alludes them. And there's a couple of reasons. You just have to look at what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't read anymore. Mm. You know, you know, you need you have a prerequisite of you need a website to explain your wares. And if you're canny enough, your website becomes your 24-7 salesperson. They're making sense. But the bottom line becomes, if you have a website riddled with text, people will just turn and walk. You've got two or three seconds when people land mm-hmm. to hook them. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are just turning to video. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, it builds trust. It really does. People can see the whites of your eyes. Um, there is a theory that the only commodity that's traded anywhere on the planet is trust. Mm. Um, and you you sort of instantly build that. If somebody has met you and formed some sort of human attraction to you, mm-hmm. even through the digital ether, um, you know, that is a big help. And to be perfectly honest, it's a very good opportunity for you to very, very quickly and in an attractive manner share your expertise whether you think you have it or not, you do. You are a subject matter expert on what you do. Mm-hmm. And people will trust you if you just lay it out there a little bit. Just share a little bit of that. That builds this relationship with people you've never, ever met. Mm-hmm. It makes them more likely to follow a strong call to action. Maybe get, reach out, give you a shout about something, whatever mm-hmm. that happens to be. So, you know, video has become very much a prerequisite for business at all levels. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose totally. it's a bit, it's supposed to like even when you go for a job interview, say, you know, you're meeting somebody face to face, they're not going to just look at your CV, you know. Um, again, it's like whatever uh, materials you send out, you know, um, pr- with your product, they still want to know who's behind the business. business. So, um, they do, really, they want a more round picture. Yeah. Yeah. Because then and they're going to go, I'll go back to that person, you know. Yeah. There's no, there's no hiding, you know, you, you, when you send a CV for a job interview, you control the information that you're transferring. Yeah. And no matter what way you go to do it, because I mean, the CV just has to be two, maybe three, mm-hmm. if you've done something exceptionally interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's that rounder picture that when you meet someone, there's no great amount of hiding. There's a great opportunity with video to give a little bit of that information over and mm-hmm. still maybe meet in the middle and control how yeah. much of it there is to an extent. Well, it's interesting, um, 
like kind of two things was one because uh, I've I've met a few people who you know because 2022 is the year of the big career change you know there's lots yeah, of people heard who are the resignation. Mm-hmm. yeah the big resignation exactly and I've had a few friends who have told me that it's been quite interesting that part of the application process they've had to submit a video to tell really? yeah tell the interviewer the uh, the recruiter um something about themselves because once again people want to get an insight into i suppose from a personality perspective you could be truly remarkable on paper but from a personality could you interact with this with the rest com- of the company with the, with the company yeah. and the team yeah um I suppose the other thing as well, I don't know if, you, if you've if you seen this, Crawford, or you'd agree, agree with this, but I do believe that with COVID and this whole isolation that we've suffered, that people now kind of want more and more video because it's a way of connecting with companies and individuals mm-hmm. and the individuals behind a brand um, that we want that sort of the human sort of connection. And if we can find brands who leverage their humanness, for want of a better word, there's a bit of a more appetite to to engage. Would that be something that you've seen or you feel has been exacerbated or am I talking nonsense? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, never waste a crisis, Philip. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's very interesting, the video coming in and the amount of work that goes into putting candidates through that and the amount of work that a candidate has to do. There's never not power dynamics at play, is there not? Isn't yeah. there not? Yeah, yeah. Yes. One thing, but one thing I have noticed, and it has accelerated over COVID, is it's a very competitive jobs market where the applicants maybe have more of an upper hand than they would have been used to in recent years. Certainly in certain fields, yeah. because people are and going, do I want to go back to this? Do I want to keep doing the same? Do I want to keep putting those fifteen hours a week sitting in the car in traffic? on itself or do I want something completely different Mm. and we have noticed that uh, particularly actually with larger organizations that's something that's becoming increasingly important is the corporate culture video Mm. that's their video application to the applicant yes um to say look at if you come on board here's what actually a day in the life working here looks like Mm -hmm. um and and you know and that's the more of a two-way street Mm-hmm. Job applications, yep. etc., can be despite the fact that there's always a power dynamic. There's always a you are the applicant; they have the job, they control the salary you want. Mm-hmm. You know, the more of a two way street that becomes earlier in the process, mm-hmm. the likelihood of a better fit starts to increase. Yeah, mm-hmm. is very, very interesting. But it kind of it opens up a whole lot of. There's a Pandora's box there of. What if you get a recruiter who doesn't really know how to discern between the quality of what you're saying and the production value that you've brought to your video? Yeah. Can you fake it till you make it? Um, is that going to leave you miserable when you go into a job? You know, there's a whole lot going on there, but the bottom line sort of is at some level in video, unless you're very, very canny and, you know, you're mm. skilled to the level of Sir Lawrence Olivier. Yeah. There's going to be truth in there. Mm. Um, and 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 that's really I suppose to bring it back to what I do. I have spent twenty years carving out a career, trying to help people make their truth persuasive. Mm. And you know, and and your truth is your truth. It's not necessarily mine, but mine could be diametrically opposed to yours. Yeah. But if you are 
on camera speaking about something that you truly know about, something you are passionate about, something you have expertise in, something you do regularly, that will eventually come across and yeah, form yeah. a human connection. And that's in any realm. That's job interview, purchase, um, mm-hmm. anything really. I mean, look at the three types of videos that are really, really huge online at the moment. You're sort of seeing your little social videos and they, you know, I mean, that can be anything. That can be you having a bit of crack. It depends on the platform. But then you start to see subject matter expert videos and they can take the form of, say, a fireside chat mm-hmm. or just somebody going through their day in life or how they tackle a job. Um, like a bit behind the scenes kind of thing. But it's behind the yeah. scenes, but mm. it doesn't necessarily need to be behind the scenes either. It can mm. it can be an interview. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's this double narrative playing in the B-roll or cutaway footage that we see where we mm. actually see, and what does their desk look like? What does it look like when they're sitting there doing something for a day? Mm-hmm. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Truth starts to come out of these and you start to build trust. And like yeah. I say, there is a theory that that is the only commodity that's ever really traded. Mm. don't see too many ads these days now about a new boiler for your house that only goes on about it produces a bajillion kilowatts of CO2 at a rate of 400 mile an hour or whatever, like a load of physics and stats that are wildly impressive if you understand them. No. <laughs> no. But I mean, you know, at some point you're going to be like a chicken looking into a bottle. What's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just Whereas, want to know, is it going to work? Is it going to do what it's supposed to do for you? And Exactly, all this money? stuff is <laughs> will the house be hot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but if you if you maybe saw, you know, it's never said, mm. but maybe there's a little neuron firing at the back of your mind going, well, he looks like I'd let him into the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so th- this is where you start to subtly build on this idea of trust and form through the digital ether. This and that, and and if you can drive people towards your brand by sharing little insights, little nuggets of your truth that way, that's a reasonably good uh, formula for success. Yeah, that's actually a really good way of looking at it because sometimes you're just sort of like going, "Oh, sure, they wouldn't be interested in what I do." You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't want to look Somebody at my desk. <laughs> Oh. No, not my desk. <laughs> Anyone you want um, to talk to. <laughs> just see her desk crawl. Holy <laughs> Moses. She's going to just might find her. Um, a cluttered so th- desk is a sign of a busy mind. Oh, is it? I, oh, no. Well, some other people might say something different. But anyway, um, uh, what I was going to say is then that's all well and good. And we do, we say, right, we're going to go on video, blah, blah, blah. But where do you start? Like, do you have some sort of like, you know, um, storyboard is there some sort of planning way you know even if it's like a two-minute video what what, where do people begin these are all tools and people ask me about storyboards all the time i don't storyboard and i really script yeah where i start Mm -hmm. i point out that your audience is absolutely king who's your audience and what they hear from you it's got nothing to do with who you are and what you want to say it's about who you want to speak to and what they need to hear. So you sit down and you define your audience. You group them together as best you can. You use whatever demographics, whatever insights, whatever data hands on to figure out who you need to speak to, uh-huh. what they need to hear and what checkpoints you need to hit with a message that they will respond to. Okay, here's one for you. Uh, it's January. We all want to get fit. Some people go out in their bikes. Some other people don't. Um, they want to lose weight, maybe be healthier, 
don't like that D-I-E-T word, you know, um, you're maybe a, I don't know, um, a Pilates studio. I mean, so that is definitely something you need to sort of focus on, as you say, you know, who your audience is likely to be, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, that, as you say, could you bring them on a little bit of a journey? Like maybe before I did this, I was like this and I know how you feel, all that kind of stuff. Is that kind of the direction you're kind of saying, starting with something like that, maybe? It can be that, but that's new. So step one is you're running a Pilates studio. Mm-hmm. Who's most responsive to that? Are they male or female? Um, female, I would say. Are they in their 20s or their 50s? Hmm. Are they sitting at home or are they working 18 hours? A day? Right. Are they, you know, the more hmm. make up people, make up. The, I often say this to people. I give them one exercise. I say, go out and pick three people, completely mm-hmm. invent them, but tell me everything you know about them. Mm-hmm. Jimmy lives down in Carlo. He's an accountant. He's 48 years of age. Three small children. He lives with his wife, Mary. They mm-hmm. have a two up, two down in Carlo itself. He likes to golf. She likes to do Pilates or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, the kids are 12, 10 and 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're always running after the 12-year-old in particular who's doing activities in the evenings. Yeah. You know, what with what limited time they have, they like to watch the following things on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to read the following things. They like to engage in the following hobbies. The more detail you can get into these people you invent, mm-hmm. sites you're going to get in what you need to say to them, that they're likely going to respond to. And it's not a matter of manipulating them. It's absolutely just a matter of saying, you're flat to the mat busy. You feel like you never have five minutes to yourself. Did you know that my Pilates studio is just quiet? And whenever class, or before class starts, you can come in and read a book and the heating's on and I have a few bean bites. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Sounds but, great, Crawher. Well, when, when are you starting? Respond, they're going to respond to that way more than I was 18 stone and roasted the bean bag. Love it. <laughs> you know, and you can do it too. Yeah. Very often it's not about the hard sell whatsoever. It's about, look, here's what my studio looks like. Here's me in the studio working with someone. It doesn't really look like I'm bent in the backwards and they're screaming in agony. You know, and and I'm open the following hours. There's a there's a trial class, and 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 then just a CTA, a call to action. Just you know, look, you'll find out more by going over to the website. You'll find out more by looking me up on social media. You can pick up the phone and get me here. Here's my email address. Yeah, we'll have a chat. We'll have a coffee. As opposed to the whole, you you know, you see these one image or these stills with a left and a right, a before and an after. Oh yeah, they yeah. put me off. And the because so I'll never be there. Jimmy lost four stone on this day. Yeah, Jimmy lost his glasses and two tattoos as well. Is right? Yeah. Jimmy, right? <laughs> yeah. I think people are becoming more and more, I think, kind of skeptical of the four and a half pictures, yeah. you know, because they understand now. This but then I can make you also feel like you'll never get there. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think I think that's another kind of, I suppose, great power of video, you know, where you, you either hear from the instructor or you see how the behind mm. the scenes video testimonials from people who've done it and gone through it that that maybe you can align yourself with, oh, that person looks like me or, you know. Mm. um, That's it. And and again, it's down to audiences. Mm. There are sort of alpha personalities out there who will look at the the five stone weight loss and go, well, I'll do six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And there are other people who go, that's not for me. But that doesn't mean not after Mm. both from a video. Mm. Yeah. But I wouldn't make the same video and put it in front of both those types of people. 
So your suggestion is plan out different ones for different types of people and then do your your posts. It's not always that. But here's the thing. Day is unlikely to be universally loved by everyone. Mm. You know, it it doesn't matter who you are. You're not very likely to have this universal truth that's going to drive seven and a half billion humans on this planet to your door for a Pilates class. So you do end up going with, all right, well, what am I after here? Who do I want to help most? Who, at some point, you know, who am I getting the most fulfillment out of working with, selling to, et cetera. Mm. But, you know, bottom line is that ad for the boiler that we were talking about, that doesn't go on RTE Junior when my four-year-old's watching Scooby-Doo because he doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's very likely to drop on Radio 1 during Morning Ireland in a gap between the news bulletin and the weather because I'm mm-hmm. stuck in traffic. I'm wondering what I'm going to do about the boiler. Oh, here's some guys tell them. Hmm. Let's do sure. this. Yeah. You know, so eventually, as you define your audience and you can split them and you can have audiences, mm-hmm. um, you then begin to craft a message based around what they need to hear, not what you need to say. And you figure out where they are and you deploy that message in front of the ecosystem. Yeah. So there you kind of maybe work off their pain points, you know, or a pain point, and then they will want that solution Mm. with you. What problem do you solve? If we say that there's only trust is the only commodity that's sold in the world, maybe there's another theory saying in service product or any commercial offering, Mm -hmm. the bottom line is you ultimately remove a pain point. You What problem is somebody having that you make go away? Yeah. Um, well, this this actually is a nice segue because I think you know it could be wrong in this, but obviously once again would be interesting hearing your your view Crawford, on this. Um, like when it comes to mistakes that businesses make when using video, there is some videos for example I've seen, and it leads into that example you gave with the Palade Studio that they kind of lead with say features. You know, this is my studio. We've ten mats, etc., as opposed to the benefits where mm. with the Pilates kind of you you know that that instructor was able to craft about the fact that you as a person who's a busy parent could get maybe 10 15 minutes quiet time mm. relaxation time you're going to feel better you're going to feel in harmony yeah. Yeah. Um, are you miserable you should be we've all <laughs> exactly i'll help you not feel slightly less miserable. stop <laughs> wasting your time watching this video and do some work you're not miserable you don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like I suppose, is there some practical mistakes that businesses are making and then more strategic ones that you've seen? Like, obviously, yeah, they're not using, say, a microphone, potentially, so their audio quality is really poor. Like, mm-hmm. um, But what, what are you seeing that potentially are some easy fixes and maybe need a bit more, I suppose, thought given to them? So there's two levels to this. So there's the, the overarching communication strategy. Mm which is all very theoretical and high level. And then there's the sort of technical side, which is merely just the tools you bring to the job. You know, mm-hmm. when you go to build a house, you don't hire a builder based on, well, I have a saw. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so well you, get, you get your messaging right. You get your audience right. And you do not assume that your message is interesting to everyone. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be interesting to a diverse and wide range and plethora, mm. but it is not universally interesting. So, Figure out your audiences, figure out your messaging before you do anything else. Because the next thing I always get confronted with people saying is, can we put a drone up? We can, yeah. Why? Um, yeah. Can we bring 
all these cool shots and cool toys and drones and all this massive. Yeah, sure, we can fire a car chase in. I mean, I have no idea why we're doing it or who it's <laughs> but if you can pay for it, we'll throw it in. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it, you know, it, it does buy loud. And people often ask me, you know, how much is a video? Mm. Well, I mean, it's probably somewhere between about 800 euros and 245 million US dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, another thing people do is, um, depending on what they're doing, there might be a lot of techno babble and jargon. If you're going on camera, speak clear English. If I'm sitting at home watching you, I assume you know what you're talking about. Just convince me in language that I can plainly understand. And what I, if you start making me work for this, I'm way on to watch the next video. Mm. Yeah, because you you need to be on your your customer's wavelength and mm. their their level. If you start using like you know, overarching pivot, Mr. T, or, you know, uh, some other big strategy. Uh, I'd be looking uh, at him I, going, have, I haven't a clue what he's talking about, you know? So yeah, I'd be there with you. What is an overarching <laughs> pivot strategy? Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly the lights are on and no one's home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, because again, that's where you build your trust because then people go, oh, they they think they know it all. I, I won't be going hmm. to them. Exactly. And, it, and, and and you sort of, you come across as if you're the gatekeeper of some secret knowledge and people start to panic that there are power uh, dynamics in play and, you know, oh, what's this going to cost me and et cetera, et cetera. Whereas if you, if you just speak clearly in mm-hmm. the language your audience wants to hear, and there is absolutely a time for massive amounts of techno babble and jargon. Yeah. You know, when... But when, that you well, you but you can't get you can't be going in there like that. Um, all guns blazing at the start because you know uh, you're just going well, you to if you're shoot going yourself to, in the foot, really, aren't you? Exactly. If, if you're if you're going to the marketing department of a massive multinational to mm. try and convince them of a new marketing plan, by all means, they're all busy professional people. Lay it down in acronyms and jargon, etc., as quickly as you can, as clearly as you can. Yeah. And, and respect your audience's time. Mm-hmm. But if you're selling business to consumer, mm-hmm. you mightn't be thanked for it. No. You know, so just it's a, know your audience. Yeah. Know how busy and they then, are. And then you got to know the, the other side of it is like, as you say, is like, right, I know my audience. And then I want to plan out this video. Um, but do you need all the gear? Like everyone's saying now, like, you know, oh, you need this lighting and you need these mics and you need, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, a green screen and whatever else. But like Philip's always on at me going, no, you just start simply or you start with your phone. And I'm going, yeah, but which phone are you talking about? You know, I'm not on the fancy spiky phone. Well, we never um, up your <laughs> 80s that was plugged into the wall. I wouldn't start there. <laughs> no, no, no. What are those anyway? Um, but yeah, so... Are you the same mantra, like start with maybe a phone and then go on to something more advanced? What's what's your advice there? You know, well, first things first. I mean, if you need professional help, a lot of the ties and the expertise mm. on when and how to, how to use them will definitely yeah. come. When to use them mm-hmm. is just as important. And I suppose really experience teaches you that one. But the best camera for the job at hand mm. is 99 times out of 100, the one that's in your hand. Oh, then you're right, Mr. T. I, hate I have gotten away. <laughs> you know, the amount of stuff I have shot for TV, et cetera, where, you know, things go wrong on a set. You've got all this gear, maybe a camera, yeah. battery goes, and you're trying to change that. And suddenly someone's up cutting a ribbon and you're making a news report about the opening of something. Yeah. 
out and get the shot. Um, so I don't want to denigrate the role that decent gear, etc., sort of brings to the production. But, but even to start, as you say, like like a, a tripod selfie stick on your phone, and then you know, and then they bring somebody in lovely like yourself, you know. So to look, make there's, it a, there's a triangle <laughs> going on here between how you capture the sound, how yeah. you capture your video, and how you light everything. So it's okay. microphones, cameras and lights. There's a triangle there. And cameras are by far the least important corner of that oh, triangle. Really? I would say microphones are the most important because mm. there's a reason radio works without pictures, but TV doesn't work without sound. Mm. If you Good don't point. want bad audio, don't record it. Mm-hmm. So a decent microphone is a... Because apart from anything else, if this isn't working, as it, say we're making a little ad for your business. Yeah. And it's not working as a video or even if it is, but you want to go to Spotify, strip mm-hmm. the video. And if you've decent audio, away you go. So a microphone will be your friend. Then we go to look at lights. And the reason lights are more important than cameras is any camera in the world basically is a box that captures light. That's okay. all it is. Mm-hmm. And the more light there is, the better quality the image is going to be. Because the sensors are just going to read the amount of light coming in through the lens 25 times a second. So more light is going to make the sensors get a clearer picture. And I'm not talking about blowing out your image and making it far too bright and everyone mm-hmm. goes, well, you can't see anything and you wreck your TV screen. You know, you can step it down, you can control it. But a few lights are very, very important because they just help the camera get a better looking image. So get plenty of light in there and then start worrying about how you shape it, how you make it fall off various surface so could you get away with daylight until you get all the fancy swanky lights <laughs> I mean you could but I mean 99 times out of 100 you're going to be sitting with a phone camera on automatic settings and in Ireland it doesn't really help because the sun is constantly moving behind clouds so it's suddenly in the middle of a video it gets brighter it gets darker mm. it gets brighter again and eventually oh, this can okay. become distracting one light just one light even mm-hmm. on top of the camera that you're looking into will give you a little bit more control over that. And it will take that distraction out of the equation for the audience. Um, the problem is one leg just staring straight down at you is not very flattering for any human on the planet. Um, okay, that, what do you do about that then? <laughs> so there is a, there's a base theory called three-point lighting that is used in all film and TV photography. Mm-hmm. It's using three different light sources. And there's any amount of information on Google or YouTube about how to do this because it can be done with what's at home. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting at home with um, you know a big bright window mm-hmm. where you want to record, don't put that right behind yourself. Don't put it right in front of yourself. You know, it's, it's yeah. the same as putting yeah. a torch under your chin when you're telling a horror story. Mm-hmm. Um, put it to your side and, and use that as what's called your key. Then you use another, if that's coming at you from, say, a 45 degree angle from one side, mm-hmm. 45 degrees from the other side, you put a weaker light. Still strong, but weaker mm-hmm. by comparison. And that's called your fill light. And then somewhere on the side that you've got your fill light, you put in a little hair light or a backlight or something that just accentuates what you are looking like and makes you stand out from your background. I'm not going to get too bogged down in it. No, 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 no. But it's just interesting so that people know, like, you know, that Mm. there are things you can graduate towards and there's simple things, as you say, that would be in your house, you know. Mm. Yeah. If you've got a window on a really nice bright day that you know the sun isn't going to disappear behind a cloud, now all you need is two lamps that you can sort of move with relative ease. 
and put them at appropriate angles, at appropriate powers, and you get something quite pleasing. And, and that three-point lighting system, if you want to call it that, yeah. that's the jump-off point for every TV show and Hollywood movie you've ever watched. And that guarantees no double chins. Yes. I wouldn't have said guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe back to our Pilates studio there. Yeah. 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 Look up at the camera. Has. Look up the camera. Yeah. Keep, well, keep looking you would, up. You, yeah. you would be very, you'd be surprised what you can do with a couple of vile desk lamps that are laying around the house and a cheap enough microphone. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go, Philip. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, Like, Crawford, like, we've seen the explosion for the last couple of years. It's only going to go bigger and bigger. We've seen the explosion, obviously, of Instagram Reels, TikTok, those shorter videos. I think everybody's um, attention span is like even less than a goldfish now. Um, Mm -hmm. But then there's obviously equally the other argument that YouTube long form video is starting to make a comeback or that people are going to YouTube when they want to consume longer videos and then they go to the reels and the TikToks for those bite-sized chunks. Like when it comes to video length and then obviously maybe video captioning, you know, are there things to bear in mind? Is it a case of that video length for the audience will be dictated back to our audience again and that captioning videos are they very much a must-have rather than a do or sometimes do? Okay, so there's there's a couple of questions there. Number one, you're absolutely right that attention spans are waning. Um, mm-hmm. And that is something that I've watched here aghast quite often. Yeah. At, you know, it's not 20 years since we thought nothing of sitting and watching a half an hour of borderline uninterrupted content, particularly if you had the BBC in the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, half an hour of no break to go and make a cup of tea around. And you sat there and thought nothing of it. Nowadays, I don't think there's anyone in this conversation if, say, I don't know, Newsnight or whatever was on on BBC, something very, very important about Brexit that we really needed to know about. Mm-hmm. And two minutes in, Candy Crush is flat out in the right hand while you half listen. Yeah. 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 The attention spans are going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're heading for social, particularly if you want to sort of tweet something out that gives a, 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 let's call it a hero element video, a hero element overview of what your business is and what you do. Keep it to two and two and a half minutes if you can. Mm. And then you can consider sort of breaking out smaller chunks, 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds out of that two and a half minute video. And you dot those around social. Mm-hmm. So even if you have, if we think of it as an ecosystem at its hero element video and give it the hero element spot on your website which is right under the logo top of the home page above the fold if we're talking old yeah paper um terminology the likelihood of someone coming and finding your website and watching that that's not even with google adwords etc etc and big spends that's probably not where most of your um, new interactions with potential customers are coming from they're potentially coming from social so take your little smaller breadcrumbs and dot those around social on various platforms. Be that TikTok, be that Insta, Facebook, um, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably going to be on YouTube anyway, which is the second biggest search engine on the planet. Yeah. Um, and put in a wee but strong call to action, basically more at. Mm-hmm. And one click brings you to the website. Because apart from it, People will give you 30 seconds of their time. If you hook them in the first few seconds, if they look at your video in the first two or three seconds to say, oh, I'm interested in this, they'll happily give you 30 seconds. Mm. 
So get a little bit of your message across, the text around it, et cetera, to build an introduction, mm-hmm. a little bit of a blurb about what else they can find out and a strong CTA to click on for further info. When they click on for further info, you automatically have buy-in from them. That means they're willing to give you more time. And they will give you your two and a half minutes. And they might give you five, they might give you six. Mm. If you're pointing them to something strong enough where you're sharing enough um, expertise to give them some insight or some help with a problem they're trying to solve. Think of it as that sort of an ecosystem. Lay your breadcrumbs back to the main meat of the meal. Yeah. And people will theoretically follow it. And and, and a lot of side, and, and and that's all right. You know, maybe they're not ready for what you're offering. Maybe they're not as interested in what you're offering. But you know that the traffic that's coming to the site and finishing the video, those people are interested and they're people that you should probably be talking to. Yeah. When it comes to captioning, I'm a firm believer that everything should be captioned. I know, because a lot of people are actually watching things maybe with signed off, you know. Yes, exactly. Um, you're sitting on a bus, you're sitting in the office. You're, yeah. You're sitting somewhere where you're not meant to be watching something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're watching something. That's a very, very fulfilling experience for <laughs> Looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you might be you might not have access to sign. But apart from anything else, there are a lot of people out there who are differently able, who are hard of hearing, who are you know, experiencing whatever different way to interact with this content. Mm -hmm. And you are othering them if you shut them out. Yeah. They can't hear what's being said and you don't put captions on. You are othering those people. Mm. Number one, you're closing yourself off to an audience. Number two, you're just not being a great human being. Mm. Um, So captions, some people say completely burned in, hard-coded, that they can't be turned on. Um. Minimize the amount of othering you do to other people. Um, some people say, look, the ability to turn them on or off is something that is almost universally welcomed. Um, there are two theories about that. I do have a blog post on it on our website. That's the first okay. plug. Very good. Um, Great. But it talks, <laughs> talks people think- through it a good bit, tells you a little bit about some of the standards that are out there, how you use them. Um and, that, and, and that's the first sort of realm of why captioning is important. One is, we go back to our analogy of an ecosystem. It's not even an analogy. It's a f- statement of fact. Mm-hmm. If you caption your video and pull those captions out, you probably have the bones of a blog post. Mm. Okay, and that goes back to repurposing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're repurposing. Mm text that is spoken in your video into a blog post you'll make the odd tweak here and there you'll put a few stills up you'll put a few you know images with strong um captions that are all readable by google bots then your video at the bottom that is an absolute dream of a page mm-hmm. it's ranking it's got text it's got stills it's got video everything can be read um you know very and, you, and you've got your keywords maybe yeah. somebody's looking for like you know, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you repurpose that way mm-hmm. and start to spend and you're increasing your chances of being found before you ever enter the realm of pay to play. You're actually you're massively increasing your organic non-paid reach. Yeah. Great. So, Great. you know, it's a, that's that's the second point on captioning. Um, I'm just trying to. Th- Philip, so we talked about attention spans and video length, and we yeah. talked about captioning. Have I answered it? You have, <laughs> you, you have indeed. No, absolutely. Like I think, um, 
I suppose just before we leave this point, because I'm just conscious obviously of the time, Crawher, um, like obviously I know for some of the business here who may be uploading video directly to YouTube, they have the ability to use YouTube's um, automatic captioning ability. They just need to go in and do the reality in themselves, or they could upload a probably a, an SRT or a text script if they wanted. They um, where, but I'm I'm right in saying that obviously when they, if they were to download that video from YouTube, the captions aren't burned in. I think no, um, that's right. Yeah. So if, for example you were mentioning in burned in captions where the captions are literally part of the video. Um, I've known of one service called revs.com. Is there, yeah. is there, is there, is there other ones that you might've used or tools that you would have used to burn in a caption for you? There are most certainly plenty. I have used rev regularly because hmm. there are tools. Obviously I'm using professional editing software to like to DaVinci Resolve and Adobe Premiere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Adobe Premiere has actually recently updated with an auto-generated captions feature, oh, which good. is very powerful. Very wow. Good. You know, they all, I suppose they all rely on, if they're doing anything automatic, they rely on critical mass and they yes. need a critical mass of Irish accents three years yeah. before they become famous. <laughs> yeah. And God love yes. them. Well, we yeah. <laughs> especially <laughs> Irish, especially Irish names, as you know. Uh, how you getting now? Well, <laughs> God knows what you'd get back, but they are yeah. getting way, way better. Yeah. Uh, so there is there is this sort of two-way relationship there. You can send them straight up to YouTube. Um, if you're in something like Premiere, you can you generate your SRT like you generate any other video track and you just edit as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can hard burn in in Premiere before you ever export the video for upload to YouTube, or you can yeah. upload to YouTube minus, take the SRT down, burn that in, edit it, you know, whatever way you want it to go. Rev are a very good service because one thing I have found with certain softwares is they are fantastic at video editing, but with my engineer hat on, you know, quit there while you are ahead, lads. They struggle badly with the captioning, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember sitting down to caption a 42-minute awards ceremony at some point about two years ago. Wow. Um, at two o'clock on a Sunday because I knew this had to go live on Monday. I was just, and I turned around in the house and I says, look, I'll be back out in two hours, even less. I'll be out in about 45 minutes and sure mm-hmm. we'll go for a walk or something. And that was two o'clock on the Sunday afternoon and I turned the computer off at half five on the Monday morning. Oh, jeez. That's unreal. It was, it was just that much of a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and of course, I got thick about halfway through. And no, I'm not quitting. I'm putting it into a different software. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, the, you know, the bottom line is video. Mm. Okay. If you're on any sort of a campaign, you are probably thinking of multiple places to put it. And you're probably thinking of, particularly if someone like myself has come um, and shot something very lovingly, very creatively, and we've, you know, we've put effort and it looks great. I'm going to bounce that out using a slightly different codec for Vimeo, for example, than I am for YouTube, for Facebook than I am for Twitter. Um, Each of the platforms have their own algorithms on how to compress. Mm -hmm. um, And there are little tips and pick up via experience um, in making sure that they look great by the time they get up there. Because what very often used to happen back in the day, for example, was you'd bounce out for YouTube Mm. and it would look great on YouTube, then you'd go up to Twitter and you'd probably bounce out a full HD, what's called 1080p 
for mm. YouTube and you go to put that up to Twitter and Twitter automatically compressed it to 720p. And you had no control over what way Twitter was compressing it. And yeah. photographers have the same issues with, there is a certain way to export photos mm. that Facebook won't mm. just sort of image ever so slightly on you as it uploads. Oh yeah. 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 Especially you can crop it or whatever. Mm. You know? Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's even just they sort of mute the colors and the pixel density doesn't seem to be there. And now you probably end up pixel peeping at some point, but mm. the bottom line is you're bouncing out more, versions of everything because you're going to want a vertical and a square for Insta. You're mm-hmm. going to want a 720p for Twitter. Um, you're probably going to want a vertical for TikTok if that's some uh, road you're going down. I'm not mm-hmm. so sure about that one, but people are mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Um, but TikTok's algorithm is going to be different to Twitter's. It's going to be different. It's going to be different to Facebook's. It's going to be So different. have have different specs for each one then. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. really mm-hmm. going at it, you do end up with this folder at the end of the project. Yeah. Here are your Twitter exports. Here are your, you know, yeah. your very platforms. And some will be square, some will be vertical, some will be 16 by nine, some of them will be or five to one for cinematic widescreen stretch. Look, you know, whatever list, it is. The list does go on, doesn't it? Oh, it doesn't really stop. Does. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't yeah. stop. And, and, and it depends on the project. I was going to um, ask you actually in regard to video and video sort of, you know, it's so on trend. Are there other kind of trends regarding video, do you think, coming down the, the track? Um, and are there things you feel that will continue to be popular? Like I know live and videos and stories and reels and even YouTube and as you were saying, TikTok and whatever. You know, do you do you feel that it is, you know, everyone's gonna have to at some stage go on TikTok, put their videos up there? Is there something out there you feel that, you know, start to look at this now, guys, and you know, once you're comfortable, start using it you know when it comes to by all means look at tiktok mm-hmm. um, has just exploded it's new it's cool yeah and eventually it is going to do what instagram did which was instagram was this very exciting funky preserve of young people mm-hmm. um, for stills and eventually it started accepting video and eventually brands cracked it mm-hmm. brands haven't cracked tiktok yet you see some brands doing all right on it with uh you know uh I like and share, you know, competition-based stuff. Okay. Um, but it hasn't really evolved that much. Again, what are you? I mean, are you like this TikTok? Just leave TikTok alone. It's not for you. Don't go on Snapchat <laughs> Thank you. No, by all means, hit LinkedIn up. But what I think, what I think is becoming absolutely huge and it's going to stay this way for a while is probably the, the video podcast. Mm-hmm. Format of a fireside chat mm. that's obviously you strip your audio, you go on Spotify, but Spotify's taking video. Um, so you know, you build a little studio, you build a little set, you have mm-hmm. a presenter and one or more subject matter experts, and you do longer form that's called a deep dive mm-hmm. into one aspect of their knowledge or expertise or background mm-hmm. or experience. Yeah. And it's not for everyone. It is for it is tailored to a specific audience, but it is increasingly easy to zero in on that audience. Mm-hmm. And that audience is also becoming increasingly likely to demand it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, I think video podcasts are really getting bigger and are and are and haven't reached anything like just yet. When you see brands like Super Value doing fireside chats mm-hmm. with the producers of 
an admittedly delicious artisan local pate. Mm-hmm. You know, something's happening there. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting mm. hungry actually now that you say that. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. the, the sort of even the on the ball kind yeah. of thing of you can see the radio presenter in the studio, you can see other people dialing in on Zoom, etc. Uh-huh. Um, and turning that into 45 minutes to an hour with a subject matter expert. Exam- imagine a doctor talking about, um, I don't know, giving up smoking. <laughs> giving up smoking. Yeah. Do you think people from the Irish Cancer Society and, you know, people who have, are on that journey, et cetera, are going to ignore that hour? They're not. They're actually no. becoming increasingly aggressive mm. in their demands for that content. Yeah. So that's going to keep going. And to go back to what we said earlier, it really doesn't matter what you do. You are a subject matter expert in your own right. At some point, you're likely to be asked to do something like this. Well, Cora, this has been a this has been a super chat. Um, yes, indeed. Th- th- thanks so much for all of your um, your expertise and your advice and stuff. Because I think for a lot of businesses, you know, the mention of video suddenly mm. blows people's minds that it's a and they don't know where to start and things don't like know, that. Exactly, mm. and they don't know where to start or mm. where you know you've kind of shared literally your mobile. Some simple lighting, maybe invest in a simple microphone that can be put yeah in, and yeah. Uh, start with your audience yeah mm. and that's the key thing you know start yeah. with them and uh and, and and test it um so yeah so listen i suppose thank you so much for joining us it's been great Not at all, thank you yes. if i could just say one thing i one thing that does occur to me is over on our website we implemented um a brief builder last year that we're having great success with and it it just lays out some very simple questions for people who are at those great. very in the early steps or we will ask you some very simple questions about your audience about who you're trying to speak to about why you're mm-hmm. trying to speak to them etc yeah and if you take an hour or two and go through that form just list your website there Crawher. uh we're, so, we're on uh streamfox.ie s-t-r-e-a-m fox.ie brilliant you can find out more about what we do but there is a link on there to a brief builder that will ask you some very very basic questions that when everybody gets excited about they're going doing a video, they're like a bull at the gate. They're away. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, and oh, we're getting a drone. No, no, no. Hang on. Audience, mm-hmm. where are they? Let's have a chat about what they want to hear. What do you want to say to them? What are you going to tell them? Then you mm-hmm. tell them. Then you tell them again. Do you understand that? How do we structure that information? And and it just helps focus on now we're going to have a chat about what's the best video that we can make for someone. Yeah. And then go from there, as you say. Exactly. So, and then, and then and after that, we're going to go, now we're going to have a talk about budget because you're not going to be able to put all that helicopter stuff in. Yeah. Oh, well, do you know what? I think it's, as you always say, Philip, simple, start simple and start from there. Like, you know, yeah, and, and get the foundations right. 100%. You know, you know? so that's, uh, that's how you'll maximize your investment is if you, if you know what you're going to do, or what you're going to attempt to do before you mm. ever start trying to get into the nuts and bolts of it, you're far more likely to have. Yeah. So there, for anyone out there, this could be a good new year resolution. Exactly. Go and, and have a chat with Mr. Streamfox. Exactly. And uh, do connect with Crawher on, on LinkedIn. So, so yeah, if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again. And the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that's left to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.